0: If you uh, have the church out this morning, you can uh, press the uh, Bible, and it'll open up to Proverbs 31, verse 1. If you don't have that, just go ahead and open up your Bible or whatever you carry, and uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 31, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 9. And as you're turning there, I want to ask a question. Well, before I do that, uh, this being Mother's Day, I want to make sure I didn't forget one men's thing, and that is those men who are going to go to the uh, Atlanta Braves game August 16th, is it? Is that the right date? Be sure and let James know because tomorrow he's ordering tickets. And so and the price will be 40 dollars but it will depend on how many men go. So be sure and let uh, James know before you head out with Mother's Day activities. And we're going to try to get you out this morning so you can go and have some good fun with your moms today. But I want to ask a question, and just by show of hand, how many of you, by show of your hand, know who Amy Chua is? Raise your hand. Let's see, just two or three. One came up real slow. Oh, oh. all right. Let me ask it this way then: How many of you have ever heard of the Tiger Mom? Any of you ever heard of the Tiger Mom? A few more hands going up. I'm a little bit surprised. The uh, back in 2011, Amy Chua uh, wrote a book, The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. And she kind of became tagged as Tiger Mom. With a Chinese background, that expression, Tiger Mom goes back to Confucius, they say. I can't confirm that, but that's what I understand. And the expression Tiger Mom, it was tagged to Amy Chua because of her approach of raising her children. Amy Chua not only has that oriental background, but she also is a very high achiever and has that approach of really a strict parenting approach to her two children, Sophia and Lulu. They are both grown now, but she, uh, she is a professor at Yale Law School. Her husband is also a professor there. His name is uh, Jeb Rubifield, and uh, the two of them have those two children. And as I said, she wrote that book, The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mom, or the Tiger Mother. It was on the uh, 2011 best-selling list and it was all like a the book was kind of a memoir of her journey of strict parenting for her children to be able to achieve high accomplishments And her two children, uh, Sophia and Lulu, both are known for their high accomplishments. They both uh, graduated from Harvard just like their mother did. Uh, They uh, both have been trained in classical music. Matter of fact, in that strict parenting that uh, Amy Chua took with her children, they were not allowed to have like playtime that was scheduled or do uh, computer games or things like that. They had to be focused on their education and high achievements, and they were only allowed to play the piano and the violin, and they had to spend strict time of making high accomplishments in that. Matter of fact, they, as I said, they both have graduated from Harvard School. Uh, They both have been identified for some of their uh, playing solos in some international orchestras. They both have played at uh, Carnegie Hall, and so uh, they have, from a perspective of accomplishments, they've made great accomplishments, and it's all been Focus to the fact of tiger mom. Well, you may have noticed this morning when you came in something a little unusual. Did you look at your bulletin covers this morning? It's got all these pictures of moms and their child. And then at the very bottom where it says tiger mom, you see a little different, don't you? It's a picture actually of a tiger or a tigress, a mother tiger and her cub. And the reason that's on there is this morning I'm preaching on tiger Mom. Because as we look at the scriptures in Proverbs chapter 31 and verses 1 through 9, you know, typically on Mother's Day, if someone preaches from Proverbs 31, they're preaching from the aspect of those verses from 10 through the end about this virtuous woman and being a woman of nobility. And a lot of times we skip verses 1 through 9. But verses 1 through 9 give us really a kind of a spiritual tiger mom perspective. So as I preach this morning about tiger moms, I'm giving a challenge to all you parents to kind of look from a spiritual aspect of what you're doing in raising your children, no matter what age they are and what kind of impact that you're having. Because as we look at these scriptures, these are lessons that the king learned from his mom. And she even told him that kings don't do certain things. And so this is apparently a mom that was teaching life lessons not only to her son as a child, but even as he grew into adulthood, making an impact on his life. And so as we look at the tiger mom of Amy Chua and the impact that she had on her children, they accomplished great achievements. But I think that what's really more important is that we look at a tiger mom from a spiritual perspective and what we're feeding into our children that can have life lessons that will make an impact on them as they're growing up as a child and also as they grow up into adulthood. So I'm going to give all you moms a challenge to become a spiritual tiger mom today and the lessons that we look at will apply whether you're a mom or dad even look at you personally at your life of where you stand in life's perspective. So let's look at this together this morning and Proverbs chapter 31 and beginning in verse 1. I'm reading this out of the New King James translation. It says, the words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. Now I want you to just think about that for just a second. These are the words that the king recorded that his mama taught him. This is recorded in the Bible that is being taught through centuries and centuries. Here's the thing that the king is saying here's what my mama taught me. Now, I want you to think for just a few moments about some things your mama taught you. If you were here when my mom passed away, and I probably have shared also other times in sermons about, I learned some lessons from my mom. My mom was a person who was very focused on home and family. She originally didn't work outside the home. She never drove a vehicle. And my mom didn't really do a lot of things, but there are a few things that she felt like was really important that she taught me. And if you've heard me mention it before, my mom taught me to always wear clean underwear because you couldn't ever tell when you might be in a wreck. I'm not sure what a wreck and clean underwear have to do with each other, but she taught me that. She also taught me that the man wears the pants in the house. My mom wouldn't talk about a lot of people, but one thing that she had kind of a pet pee in that was she kind of sometimes would come up to me, and she'll say, you can tell who wears the pants in that family learn a few things from my mom. And so the king is saying, "Uh, here's some things that my mom taught me. And in verse 2 it says, what my son? Question mark. And what son of my womb? And what son of my vowels? Now we don't have a lot of detail leading up to it, but by these questions it appears that the king is recording some things that either his mom in his kingship either came back to say, now You're the son of my womb. You're the child I raised. The things that I poured into you. Let's talk about some of these things. She's getting down and dirty with him. It's kind of the impression I'm getting. Now, again, we don't have all the background, but by her saying that, it's kind of like, and remember, I'm the one who raised you. I'm the one who taught you. It goes on to say in verse 3, Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. And let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. She's trying to put things in perspective to her son. And then in verses 8 and 9 that we'll kind of close out with says, Open your mouth for the speechless, And in the case of all who are appointed to die, open your mouth and judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy. So the king's mom has given him some uh, pretty straightforward things of maybe lessons she had taught him as he was growing up and lessons that he needed to make sure he was remembering at this point in his life as a king. Now, As I was thinking about this tiger mom, Amy Chua, and the things that she, I studied about things that she taught her kids, the strictness that she was, and and then as I was thinking about her being a tiger mom, I began to look about real wildlife tigers, and it was amazing that people who have studied these tigresses, these female tigers, and how that they are towards their children. Man, there were some life lessons to really learn from these female tigers in the wild and the things that they had learned that were the same characteristics from one tiger mother to another tiger mother. We wouldn't have time to cover all that, but there are a few things that link to that that were linking to this that the king is saying his mom taught him. Now, here's a few principles I want you to remember, moms, dads, and all of us in general. And that is tiger moms are protective. If you look at verses 3 through 4, we see that the king's mom has given him some protective words. Now, when I say that the tiger mom is protective, some of you in here today as moms, you might be in this category that's used today of helicopter moms. You ever seen any helicopter moms? Helicopter moms is a term that has been identified for those moms who kind of hover over their children in a protective state. And that is, nobody says anything to offend my child. Nobody touches my child. They're helicopter moms. My, I got this bubble around my child. I got to protect them. And so you kind of fit in that category of a protective mom from a helicopter standpoint. Always making sure that nobody hurts your child, nobody offends your child. It's that bubble protection. But when I say tiger tiger moms are protective, I'm talking about a little bit different perspective than that helicopter mom or that category of the dad that fits into my dad's bigger than your dad, the kids that are always counting on their dads to be bigger than the other person's dad to always take care of them. They're both protective categories that my kid don't ever have to worry about taking care of themselves because I'm gonna take care of them. Now, that's a little bit dangerous category. I've always felt like parents should always protect their children but you can put them into this bubble of protection that they never grow up to be able to learn and stand for themselves. And so there were times that as I was thinking about this and studying about it, I thought about my children when they were growing up, Michael and Christy, and how that there were times it was a little bit difficult at some points, but I had to let them kind of go through some challenges in their life so that they could grow up and learn to be adults and make good godly decisions and be able to stand for themselves. And probably Michael got that more than the other cause as being a male, I wanted him to grow up and be one who would grow up and stand up for his family and be able to protect his family and take care of his family. And lead his family. And so there were times that I kind of let him do some things that were maybe a little bit challenging and maybe a little bit hurtful for him, but it were some things to help him to grow and mature so that he could be the man that God wanted him to be. And so when I talk about tiger moms are protective, we know that tiger moms in the wild are very protective, and that is they keep a close watch on their cubs. But they're also very protective in the aspect that this may be kind of kind of unique to you from an, an animal standpoint. But a tiger mom protects their den or their home that they live in. A tiger mom, is, as they've studied the characteristics, a tiger mom does not allow any, and I, I hope this is okay, no, it won't offend anybody, won't allow any manure in the den. There ain't no junk coming in our house. Don't allow any outside invasion. This is our home. The tiger mom is very, in the wild, is very protective. Now, you think that wild animals, you know, they just mess wherever they're going to mess. Not no tiger moms. There ain't going to be no manure in my house and around my kids. They're protective in very different aspects. And, of course, if someone is towards their cubs, they'll let you know they're protective of that as well. But as we look at these scriptures, we see that this tiger mom, from a spiritual standpoint, in these scriptures, identifies some things that she is saying that she wants to protect her son from. And she says that in verses 3 and 4. She says, son, don't give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. What is she identifying there? She's saying, son. Now, again, this kind of looks like that she may be identifying some faults that he has showed up when she has taught him better than that. Can't say 100%, but that's kind of the impression. It's me. And so we know that the writer of Proverbs, a lot of things go back to King Solomon. And uh, this King Lemuel links to that when they find that that name and Solomon both have a connection to the same person. And so she's saying, son, don't allow other women to take control of your life. Don't fall into that category of being swayed by the fragrance or the beauty of someone because you will lose your strength. And I think most moms would look at that and say, amen. Now, I, we're not saying say anything derogatory towards it. women She's just saying, don't let some woman use her beauty or her fragrance to sway you in a destructive direction. She said, don't let your ways go in a way that will destroy a king. Now, Solomon was known for his great wisdom, but he was also known to have a fault. and That was women. And so maybe this this mother of the king was saying, you have kind of swayed off track here. She went on to say in verse 4, It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink. And we know that if you study through the writing of Proverbs and links to Solomon, that he tried everything to find the meaning of life and happiness. And he tried wine, he tried women, he tried work, he tried wealth, he tried everything. And so possibly, we don't know 100%, but being in the latter part of the Proverbs, maybe he's recovering or recalling things that his mom told him. You remember, I taught you better than this. Any of you, I don't want you to raise your hand, but any of you ever had your mom say, you know what, I taught you better than this kind of the impression that we're kind of getting and it's that protective mom that's popping out of there and all that she's saying or he's recording that she said to him would be what we would call a spiritual tiger mom and that is you know what I'm not trying to influence everything you do in life but these things are important they're important they impact your life and so the king is recording my mom gave me some protective words about not giving my strength to be seduced not give it away to other people who will take control of me, not allow some substance to take control of me. But I need to make sure, and we know that if you read through all the writings, especially in Ecclesiastes, where he wrote his journey of trying out various things, that in the end, he said in chapter 12, I found the real happiness and meaning of life, and that is just serve God and make him first place in your life. And so I think he, he learned all that after trying everything. And here we kind of see that a spiritual tiger mom is a mom who is protective beyond the helicopter mom or my dad's bigger than your dad. But it's a mom that understands what's really important in life, where you need to protect. And that is protect the things that might take control of your life. You need to keep your thoughts in perspective. You need to keep your spiritual heart on the right track. So I asked the question this morning as we look at this tiger mom that is protective. And that is, what are you spending your time protecting your kids from? Is it from someone saying something to your child or someone maybe hurting their feelings? Or is it making sure that your child is not as much or that you're not as concerned about their physical harm as you are about their foolish decisions that they can make? You see, that's what King, the king's mother seems to be saying, and that is, I don't, I don't want to just necessarily protect you from personal harm, but I want to protect you from foolish decisions. Let that soak in for just a few minutes, moms and dads. Young people, let that soak in. Because if your moms and dads haven't talked to you, I'm giving it to you from God's Word this morning, and that is, we want our children to be protected from physical harm, but you know what I learned from this? It's more important to protect them from foolish decisions than it is physical harm. And many times, protecting foolish decisions protects them physically and spiritually as well. So what would you call yourself? Are you a tiger mom from a protective standpoint? I want us to look on down to another perspective, and that is verses 5 and 7. Tiger moms teach personal responsibility. They're not only protective, but they teach personal responsibility. Matter of fact, as I studied about those th- characteristics of tigers in the wild and a tiger mom one of the things that I found out as I studied that they realized that tiger moms take on personal responsibility of the educating of their cubs which means that no matter what dad does I'm making sure that my kids are trained in what they need to learn to grow up to be a tiger in this life and so that tiger mom in the wild takes on that personal responsibility and as I look at these scriptures, I see that this tiger mom in verses 5 through 7 is talking to the king, reminds him that there's some personal responsibilities you have to look at in life. So let's look at what she says in verses 5 and 7. She says this, lest, the drink, lest you drink and forget the law, and you pervert justice of all the afflicted. He said, she's saying, you know, if you give your strength over to alcoholic beverages, then you're going to forget the law that you're supposed to be overseeing. You're the king, remember? And you're going to take justice for other people because the king would be the final word on what was the right thing to do in situations. And she said, instead, you may pervert justice and afflict others. In verse 6, she said, let's give strong drink to those who are perishing. Get them out of their pain and anguish. Wine to those who are bitter heart and cause them to get some relief. And let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. She said, let's get things in perspective. If there's going to be someone who needs some intoxicating drink, let them be those who are about to die to get them out of some pain and misery. But don't let it take control of your life. And what she's doing here is she's teaching him personal responsibility. And that is, you've got the responsibility to look at your life and make some good moral decisions in your life. That's good for a mom to teach, isn't it? Teach your children what moral decisions and the impact that you have. Because not only did she say, listen, you don't need to be drinking. And you don't need to be running around with wild women. But she said, let's just look at it realistically. If you're not personally responsible, here's what the outcome could be. She was teaching him personal responsibility to help him go down the right path in life, to make the right choices, to see that whatever you make decisions now are going to affect you later on in your life. Not just now at this moment, it will, but also later on. And so she's teaching him personal responsibility. She not only protected him with some spiritual training, but she's also telling him, you need to take on some personal responsibility. You're the king. Here's what it is to us today. Listen, I'll never forget uh, an interview they did with Whoopi Goldberg and uh, they were talking at this particular, This has been years ago, and they were talking about her success, but the failures of her children. Or I think it might have been one particular child at that time. And, and, about, and they, as they carried on conversation, they came to the realization, you know, that some of the things she had done to get personal success had probably led to some of the failure of her children. And they asked her the question, if you had to do it all over again, would you do things differently? And she said, no, not really. And when I heard that, I thought, man, what poor personal responsibility. Her own personal success or her own enjoyment at those points in her life, she was willing to sacrifice the well-being of her children. And I thought, what? Pathetic personal responsibility. So here's what I'm saying, tiger moms, tiger dads, and that is got to teach your children personal responsibility. And so you're a mom, you're a dad. So take on that responsibility that you have to teach it to your children. To make wise decisions and understand what the outcome could be out of that. I'll give you the last thing about these tiger moms that I want to pull out from the scripture this morning. And that is, tiger moms are persuasive. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a zoo before, but if you've ever been to a zoo, I I remember one time I was at a zoo and I was looking at a tiger and it seemed to be kind of, you know, passive. And uh, I, I, I like to get close to them, look at them. And I remember this one particular uh, tiger. I, I was kind of looking around, and I got my head a little bit close to the fence. And she went, wow. Went, okay, back off, buddy. <laughs> you are one persuasive tiger. Now, the people who work the zoo, the zookeepers might come back, come by and said, hey, you need to back off a little bit from the fence. And I said, okay. And then they go on with that, and I said, yeah, yeah. But you know what? When she spoke, I listened. I never leaned back on that fence again. I didn't actually touch it. I was just trying to get a little closer look at some things about her and what she looked like. She was persuasive. She got her point across. And as I look at these scriptures, I see a mom that's trying to be persuasive of the things that are really important in life. You know, I told you about the tiger mom, Amy Chua, and she wanted her children to be high achievers. Now, I thought it was kind of unique because her approach was almost backwards in a lot of things. She didn't allow this, Amy Chua. Her children were not allowed to make less than an A in any grade except for this. Don't you to listen? Are you listening to say amen. amen? I did that for Seth. He loves for me to do that. She didn't allow her children to make anything less than an A in any subject except gym and recreation. And it was okay for them; her them make like less than A. And I'm thinking, well, most parents are like, okay, if you know, well, just make sure you make good in your sports activities, you know. But she was the exact opposite. You know, math, science, history, you gotta make all A's. Now, when it comes to gym, eh, I'll give you a little slack there. She was very demanding on great achievements academically, and also, as I said, in the area of music and the fine arts. And, you know, a lot of parents are very persuasive on their children. You need to do this. You need to do this. This will be best for you. And they push towards sometimes academics, sometimes towards sports. And they push them because you need to be a high achiever because it will cause you to be able to have great success and have great income. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we push so much in persuading that way that we miss out on the things that are really important in life. Because what I have seen... And if you've listened very carefully as I've read through these scriptures and brought out about tiger moms, that this tiger mom talking to the king has brought out what's really important in life. Listen what she says to be persuasive to him in verses 8 and 9. She says this, Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth and judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy. She basically came to this, son, let, let me tell you, you're the king, you got the greatest power, you got the greatest wealth, you got the greatest influence. There is none greater than you and human beings on the earth. Now, it doesn't say that, I'm just talking about this kind of the perspective I'm seeing. But she said, let me tell you, son, your responsibility as a king is to stand up and talk for those who cannot talk for themselves. For those who are being pushed around, open your mouth. For those who are being abused, you judge righteously. You plead the cause of the poor and the needy. That's a mom that's being spiritually persuasive, isn't it? She's saying, listen, you're the king. You're the most influenceful. you got the most power. you got the ability to cause the most things that happen. You speak and things happen. But let me tell you, son, don't use that to your own personal advantage. You use it to help other people. Now, you don't see that. Matter of fact, uh, I doubt you'd see that in the Tiger Mom's book, Battle Hymn of a Tiger Mother. But as we look at this Tiger Mom spiritually, she's saying, Son, you got a lot of power, you got a lot of influence, so won't you do it to make an impact on other people's lives? Look for those who are struggling and give them a helping hand. Look for those who are poor and needy and take a stand for them. Stand beside them. Help them. What she's basically saying is, son, you got a lot of power and influence. want you to use that to do something good for other people, to encourage people, to help them to get better in life. That's the type of persuasion that this king's mother wanted to pour into his life. And when I read that, I think, man, that's a, that's a tiger mom from a spiritual standpoint. She's not telling him, hey, build bigger castles and have greater accomplishments and bigger vineyards than anybody else she said son you, you pour your life into other people and making the impact on them that's the type of persuasion this tiger mom wanted to have tiger moms they're protective because they want their children to grow up and have strength good morals they teach them personal responsibilities that what decisions you make today are going to affect you tomorrow so make sure you're making the right decisions godly decisions Tiger moms, from a spiritual standpoint, are those who are persuasive. And that is, son, let me persuade you in taking what talents and abilities that you have and want you do it to make an impact in somebody else's life, not your own. That's not what the world teaches, is it? But that's a tiger perspective spiritually. This king said, here's what my mom taught me. And probably some of you, I taught a little bit about what my mom taught me. Wear clean underwear in case you're in a wreck. Know who should be wearing the pants in the family. This mom teaches some deeper things, and I ask you this this morning: This moms, are you a tiger mom from a spiritual standpoint? I don't know if being a tiger mom like Amy Chua—I mean Amy Chua—is really the best approach in all the different things. They do say that her daughters grew up to be very polite. I guess they're afraid if they ever do anything wrong, they're going to be getting trouble with their mom. But they grew up to be very polite, high achievers. But what do you want your children to grow up to Do You want people to say, man, I can't believe this. They, They didn't really know me that well, but they came along and helped me when I was having a struggle in my life. Man, that's a high compliment. Moms, dads, somebody come up to you and say, you know what? There's a lot of good athletes and a lot of people who have achieved academically, but you have got one fine moral boy or girl that you raised. That's what a tiger mom and a tiger dad should want. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for just a moment. And as they come up to get a song ready this morning, ask yourself this question. What, what kind of mom, what kind of dad do you want to grow up to be? Kids, let me ask you a question. What kind of influence has your family been making in you? And I hope that you've learned this morning that there's some very important things to learn in life. And you can learn it from this tiger mom spiritually. So today I've given you two totally different perspectives of a tiger mom. Amy Chua and the writer or the influence of the writer of Proverbs. And so the question you have to ask yourself today is, what kind of tiger mom do you want to be known to be? What kind of tiger dad do you want to be? What kind of person do you want people to identify your children and you personally to be? Today's the day to make the decision, what kind of mom, what kind of dad, what kind of person do you want people to really see in you? Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you this morning. Lord, I love Mother's Day to celebrate moms. My mom uh, was a great influence in my life, and uh, she uh, taught me a lot of things, some things from her silent activity, some things, uh, just by certain things she spoke to me. And we've all had some influences from our moms. Probably many of them thought of a few things that have been impactful or kind of humorous in their own personal life that they learned from their mom. But, Lord, I believe that today you've helped us to learn some things from a tiger mom spiritually perspective. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just challenge every mom and every dad to look at what they're really putting their influence in, their persuasion, what they're really teaching their kids, how they're protecting them. Are they just protecting them from anybody saying something or doing something to their kids, or are they protecting them from the things that will have a lasting impact on their life? So, God, I pray, Lord, that you just help us all leave here today with a question. What kind of tiger mom, what kind of tiger dad do I want to be? What kind of influence am I putting into my kids just from an achievement or from a spiritual standpoint? What would my kids say about me? What have I poured into their lives? Lord, I just pray, God, that we'd all ask ourselves that question. What would my kids say about me? The king said, here's what my mom taught me. What would your kids say about you? What did you teach them by your actions, your attitude? Where your most time was? where your greatest influence is in their personal life. Man, that'll get you on it. What will my kids say about me? What kind of mom or dad am I? What kind of influence have I impacted them with my actions, my attitude, and the things that I showed them that was the most important in life? Lord, I just pray you help us if we're not on the right track. God, just set us on the right track that we'll make an influence on the next generation because they desperately need a tiger mom spiritually, a tiger dad spiritually. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.